Grace be to you in peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. If you'd like to follow along, we'll be focusing on the gospel lesson from today, John chapter 10, beginning at verse 11. We pray. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Some of you have probably seen this video. It was pretty popular on the internet. That young shepherd doing all he can to rescue his sheep from the trench. Successful. But then, goes right back in the trench, right? Even got it in slow-mo. What does that video make you think about? Most of the people who commented on the video said, that's me. I'm that sheep stuck in the trench. I was doomed. God pulled me out, set me free. I was happy. I jumped around all excited. Then I went right back in the ditch. Fell right back in the sin. I wonder how many times those little shepherd boys had to rescue that sheep. The point is, we all need a good shepherd, don't we? We all need a shepherd who's willing to rescue us, not just once, but as many times as it takes. We all need a shepherd who doesn't slumber or sleep, who's there for us 24-7, who's willing to do whatever it takes for us. We need a good shepherd because we're sheep that love to wander. And if we're left on our own, we're going to get ourselves into a situation that's not going to just cost us our physical life, but that will cost us our eternal life. Jesus says to you and to me, I am that shepherd that you need. I am the good shepherd. No other shepherd can do or will do what I do. All the other shepherds are basically hired hands. That means they don't own the sheep. The sheep don't belong to them, they're just doing a job. That means when they see the wolf coming, they think of themselves first. When they see the wolf coming, they run away. They're willing to sacrifice a few sheep in order to save themselves. It's no big deal to them, they don't own the sheep. What's a few sheep as long as they're safe? Those other shepherds that Jesus is picturing would be many of the Old Testament Jewish leaders, the Jewish leaders of Jesus' day, too. Those shepherds who were more concerned about themselves, about their power, about their riches, than they were about the spiritual welfare of the sheep under their care. Those shepherds who turned the temple courts into a den of robbers, those shepherds who didn't care for the sheep so that they were scattered, and Jesus said the people are like sheep without a shepherd. No one's really caring for their spiritual needs. Jesus is picturing spiritual leaders in our world today. Spiritual leaders who are more concerned about keeping up with the times, avoiding being canceled by the culture, going along with the latest fad, more concerned about those things than they are about 
pointing people to the truth of God's Word. He's talking about you and me. When we don't care enough for the souls of our children, when we don't care enough about the souls of our fellow believers, to warn them when they're wandering, to warn them when they're headed down the road that leads off the cliff to eternal destruction because that's what happens when you forsake God and his word. Jesus is the good shepherd. He's not hired hand. He owns the sheep. The sheep belong to him. Each sheep is precious to him because He's purchased each sheep with his own blood. He knows each of the sheep by name. He knows you by name. He says that he knows the sheep and the sheep know him just as, notice, just as he knows the Father and the Father knows him. In other words, he just doesn't have a a casual knowledge about us. He just doesn't recognize our name. Kind of like when someone comes to you and mentions a name and you say, yeah, I think I've heard that name. I might have met him once, but don't really know anything about him. That's not how Jesus knows our name. He's God. He knows everything about us. He knows us better than we know ourselves. He's the I am. I am the good shepherd, the all-knowing God. The good news about that, of course, is that he knows what we need and what's best for us better than we know ourselves. The bad news, of course, is he knows all of our weaknesses and all of our sins and how prone we are to wander. But he's the good shepherd. He never gives up on us. And we know he never will give up on us because he says that he was willing to lay down his life for the sheep, literally to offer his life in our place. We were the sheep and lambs who were separated for the slaughter. The roaring lion had chased us, scattered us, chased us away from God. We were in the line to be slaughtered and not just to be devoured by the roaring lion Satan, but to be devoured by the flames, the eternal flames of hell, the just punishment for our sin. But Jesus wasn't afraid of the lion. He didn't run from the lion. He took him on and he defeated him. He didn't act like a hired shepherd. He didn't sacrifice a few sheep to save himself. He sacrificed himself to save the sheep. He allowed himself to suffer the hell that we deserve, the punishment that we deserve for our sin. He offered himself as a sacrifice of atonement to the Father. The reason that we're so precious to him is that he purchased us with his own blood, shed for us on the cross. Through Isaiah, he says to you and to me, I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. We belong to him. He purchased us. That's why he's willing to go after that one lost sheep and keep looking until he finds him. That's why we never have to doubt how he feels about us. If he was willing to sacrifice his life in our place, 
to suffer the fires of hell in our place. No one loves us more than that. No one would be willing to do more for us than him. Sheep have a tendency to stick together, right? We, according to our human nature, we're always suspicious of other sheep. Sheep that aren't part of our fold. Maybe they look different. Maybe they speak a different language. Maybe they have a different culture. Maybe they like different kinds of music. Disciples lived at a time when the Samaritans were hated. And anybody that wasn't Jewish was looked down on as an unclean dog. Still today, we have our own foibles and prejudices. But the Bible says, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought. Yes, you're special. So special that Jesus was willing to give up his life and shed his blood to purchase you to be his own. You're blessed because through the word and through baptism, he's called you and, and made you a part of his flock that he's leading on the road to eternal life. But he has other sheep. Sheep not like you, sheep from different parts of the world, sheep that speak different languages, that are different colors, have different cult cultures. He died for them, too. As we remember that, as we remember that all of us are equally sinners, all of us are equally deserving God's eternal punishment, and that Jesus gave up his life for all of us and then took it up again as we are reminded of those things. We're enabled to overcome our judgments and our prejudices and our foibles and our pride. We're looking forward to seeing a glimpse, even on this earth, especially in the church of God, of what it's going to be like in heaven, where people from every tribe, people, nation, and language are all gathered together, all believers in Jesus from everywhere, gathered together in one fold, giving praise and thanks and glory to their good shepherd for all eternity. We're told that our good shepherd was commissioned, commissioned by the Father, to come to earth and to rescue sheep, us. And we're told that he was given the authority, all of the authority that he needed to do everything necessary to carry out his mission. He had the willingness and the authority to give up his life and then to take it up again. Jesus told the disciples that he could have called thousands, tens of thousands of angels to come and rescue him at any moment. The one who walked on the water, who calmed the storm, who willed every sickness and disease, who cast out demons, who raised the dead, he could have escaped any time he wanted to. He could have come down from the cross if he'd chosen to. But he chose not to. No one took his life from him. He offered it freely. We heard him say that on Good Friday. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Then he used his authority to take up his life again. We celebrated Jesus rose again from the dead on the third day, just as he said he would. Think about what that means. Think about that fact that your good shepherd has all authority given to him in heaven and in earth. He has the authority and power 
do thing and everything for you. So what are you worried about? You worried about the future? You worried about what to eat or to drink, what to wear, where you're going to live, your housing? You worried about the evil that surrounds us in the world? Are you worried about Satan's temptations? Are you worried about persecution coming? Whatever it is that troubles you, your good shepherd has authority over it. He's already taken on the devil and defeated him. He's already taken on death and defeated it. He has the power to provide manna from heaven or water from rock. He has the ability to make sure your shoes never wear out. He did those things for his Old Testament people. He's defeated Satan and given you the power to resist him resist his temptations and to cause him to flee by calling on the name of your good shepherd to come and help you. He's leading you beside still waters to green pastures. He's saying, I'm going to be with you even through the valley of the shadow of death until I take you to be in my Father's kingdom forever. Trust him. Trust him to do what he's promised. As the sheep in the video reminds us of ourselves. Set free and then falls right back into the trench. We need a good shepherd. And how thankful we are that we do have that good shepherd. The one who doesn't ever give up on us. The one who has all power and authority in heaven and earth. The one who is always there. Never slumbers or sleeps can always rescue us from any trouble we get ourselves into. He's there to watch over us and to protect us as he leads us all the way to eternal life in heaven. Wonderful to know who he is and what he's doing for us. To know that because he was willing to give up his life in our place, we can be sure that he will never leave us or forsake us, that he will bring us Dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Please stand.